And hello everyone, this is Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Worth a Million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us on the program today. And you can mark it down. September 3rd was the night the Mets 2019 season died. Now there are some people that are going to say, well, wait a minute, they're still technically in it. They can still come. It's it's over. The game that they blew to the Nationals when they had a six-run lead in the ninth inning was arguably the most painful loss for the Mets in the past 20 years. Not only did they lose ground the Cubs, they lost ground on the Nationals and didn't help themselves in the wild card. But it all comes back to what I've been saying when he was initially fired. I was not a big fan of Brody Van Wagenen. And I reached out on Twitter last night, and a lot of the things I was getting was Mickey Callaway deserves to be fired. And I agree with that, and I will get to that in a minute, but no one's talking about Brody Van Wagenen. Brody Van Wagenen is kind of hidden in the weeds right now. No one's really talking about him, even though I think he's the biggest elephant in the room. And I've been saying, and I said it a couple months ago, that he should be fired. And I believe the Mets should completely clean house. And I understand that it's not going to look good optically. I understand it's not going to be appealing that you got rid of a general manager after one year. But I will also say this. It's more appealing that you have a job where a general manager can hire his own manager. And if the team comes out and basically admits, look, we made a mistake. We took a risk and it backfired. And that's what Brody Van Wagenen was. Now, some people I was told on Twitter last night were talking to me saying, well, he's not the only problem. He do- he's done some nice things. And look, he has done a couple of nice moves. The Stroman trade was a good trade. It was a good trade. I'm not going to crush him for that. But you look at right now, what is the biggest problem with this team? It's the bullpen. It's the bullpen. Mainly Edwin Diaz. This is the big move. And I said it at the time it was made. The Edwin Diaz-Robinson Cano move was going to define Brody Van Wagenen's tenure as the Mets general manager. And it has been a dud. Now, some people will say, well, wait a minute. He signed Wilson Ramos. That was a good deal. He went out and signed a couple of nice pieces. J.D. Davis has been serviceable. But I want to say this. Look at the deals he's also signed. Jed Lowry. He hasn't even played a game for the Mets this year. Jay Roos Familia for $30 million. The Mets are afraid to pitch him at times. You look at the Mets right now. If I was to say this, let me put it this way. Mets five best players. Did Brody bring in any of them? He's also decimated the farm system with all these bad trades. And look, the Mets have some good young prospects I like, and they did have a good draft, but the problem is these guys, they're two or three years away, at the very least. Outside of the shortstop Jimenez in AA, none of these guys are going to be up in the big leagues anytime soon. And with Brody, the problem now is they have the Robinson Cano contract that will hold them back. They have four more years of Robinson Cano. Where are they going to play him? Jeff McNeil should be this team's starting second or third baseman, but where are you going to put Cano? Cano, when he gets back into the lineup after yet another injury, where are you going to play him? Where? And Edwin Diaz has been a complete disaster. He was supposed to be one of the best closers in baseball. Now he can't get anyone out. The Mets completely blew it, and arguably the sad part is 
this has been the most frustrating season for a Mets fan. It isn't because they've been bad. It's quite the opposite. They're actually pretty good. This is a resilient team. You have emerging young stars in Pete Alonso and in Jeff McNeil. This is a good, fun team to watch. They're resilient. They come from behind. They can hit. Problem is this bullpen has given so many games away. They are historically bad. And every time that bullpen door opens, you're watching the game through your fingers. Like, oh, God, please, not tonight, not tonight, please, no, no, not tonight. Look, when the bullpen hasn't been a complete disaster, they went on that great run. Now the bullpen is back to what they usually are, a disaster. Outside of Seth Lugo and Wilson, there's not a reliever you trust in that bullpen. There isn't. And I put that on Brody. And here's the other thing. When the Mets were still in this contention, I understand Strowman helped with the rotation, but what was this team's biggest need at the deadline? What was this team's biggest need in June when they were falling apart? What was this team's biggest need in May? It was a relief pitcher. It was a relief arm. Brody didn't go out and get anyone. Brody didn't go out and get anyone. The deadline, if the Mets were truly contenders, go out and get a good, reliable bullpen arm. Get someone. Because this bullpen is a disaster. And this is why I'm worried about Brody as the general manager. He's building in all the wrong places. He's added to their already great starting rotation. Okay, that's fantastic. But did you get an extension for Zach Wheeler? No. Did is it help with this awful bullpen? No. And this, this is one of the worst defensive teams in baseball because they have a bunch of corner outfielders and infielders and not a lot of middle infielders and center fielders. They're not a good team. They're not well balanced. They're not. Jeff McNeil should be an infielder. He's playing in the outfield. J.D. Davis should be playing at third. He's playing in left field or right field. Michael Conforto is a good defensive outfielder, but he's not a center fielder. I mean, this team, they have so many issues. They're not well balanced. And I put that on the general manager, and I put more on the manager than on the manager. Everyone was killing Mickey Calloway. And the reason I would kill him today isn't what he did in the game. It's what he said after the game where he's trying to hype up Edwin Diaz. And I know what he's trying to do. He knows that the fan base is livid with Diaz. He knows the media is going to rip Diaz apart to shreds. But there's a way you can do. Remember the movie Bull Durham where basically they give all those, you know, uh, BS quotes to the media that, you know, oh, you know, the, 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 like how to talk to the media. That's what Mickey Callaway should be doing. Instead of coming out and saying, well, you know, his slider looks really good. He was throwing 100 miles an hour. Yeah, he was throwing 100 miles an hour, and then it went out of the ballpark at 110 miles an hour. So for the Mets, you have to look at this situation. And Mickey Callaway, I think he's actually a better guy and a better manager than we give him credit for. But the biggest thing you have to understand as a manager in New York, to me, the biggest thing is how to handle the media. It isn't necessarily the X's and O's. It's how you handle the media, and Mickey is terrible at handling the media. I give Terry Collins a lot of credit because he was able to handle the media, and people wanted to kill Terry Collins, but Terry Collins was actually a fairly decent manager. He knew what he was doing. Mickey Calloway, you know, trying to defend Edwin Diaz, who's been getting bombed, who's been giving up home run after home run and coming out and saying, 
well, you know, and just kind of the way he was saying it, like kind of he was way too upbeat after a devastating loss. And I understand he's trying to sell that, you know, everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's like that gif with the dog in the fire. Everything's fine. It's not. Fans are smarter than managers and players want to give credit for. Fans who follow the team are very smart. And they see the truth. The truth is, you don't have confidence in Edwin Diaz. You have no confidence whatsoever. Because you took away the closing role for him. But this is why I'm not going to completely kill Mickey Callaway. Who's gone by the end of the year? There's no question he's going to be fired. And I kind of feel bad. To me, he should be fired because he doesn't know how to handle the media and the way he's trying to upsell his players. Yeah, Diaz threw great last night. No, he didn't. He got smoked last night. What are you watching? Makes it seem like you either don't know what you're watching out there or it's that old Judge Judy expression, you know, don't pee on my leg and pretend it's rain. That's what Mickey Cowley's trying to tell Met fans right now, and they, they're not buying it. But this is why I go back to Brody. When I talk to people, I try to find other examples to make it easier. And to me, when I think of the New York Mets in this situation, I think of a restaurant, and this is what I mean. Think of Mickey Calloway as the chef, and think of Brody Van Wagenen as the restaurant manager, right? He's the one who comes up with the menus. He's the one that basically gets all the food for Mickey to prepare. Now, there are nights that Mickey does not prepare a good meal. I understand that. But when the ingredients for the meal are horrible, asking the chef to come up with something great is almost impossible. And to his credit, Mickey Calloway, when you look at it, they have an above 500 team with arguably one of the worst bullpens in baseball history. And yet they're over 500. To me, that makes Mickey Calloway look a little bit more of a better manager than we may be giving him credit for. And I understand this is a talented roster, but when that bullpen is garbage, Mickey can't do it. Let me ask you, after Seth Lugo walked out of the game, outside of Wilson, who I think should have just come right in, what arm in that bullpen could the Mets turn to reliably? And on top of that, Mickey Callaway's thinking the same thing every other baseball fan was, just get three garbage out. We can give up three or four runs but just get three outs. And that bullpen can't even do it. And I put that on Brody because Brody did not address in the offseason. But more importantly, when you're a general manager, and I understand he's had some good pieces finding Hechevaria in the middle of the season when Cano went down. I understand he found Joe Panic, who's been a nice addition. That's fine. Those are nice additions. But here's the problem. They didn't address the main problem. They put deodorant over the problem, made it stink less, but it didn't address the root of the problem, which is this horrible bullpen. It was this horrible bullpen. Did he bring in one reliever? Yeah, but it's also a castaway guy. Instead of going out and using that capital in the minor leagues to get a great reliever, they didn't do it. They didn't go out and get a great reliever or even two. And they had pieces at points this year. Dominic Smith, before he got hurt, was a nice piece you could have maybe gotten a bullpen arm for. Some of those prospects could have brought you back a decent bullpen arm under contract. 
I mean, you look at the Mets right now. That bullpen is horrible. It is absolutely horrible. Now, can you predict that Edwin Diaz was going to go this sideways? Absolutely not. But when you see it's not working, you got to try to make fixes, and Brody hasn't done that. He hasn't addressed the bullpen, and that's what's single-handedly killed this franchise this year has been that absolutely horrendous bullpen. It has been horrible. They couldn't get three outs with a six-run lead. That's all I need to say. That's how bad they've been. Brody, you went out and got Stroman. That's great. Did you address the bullpen? At the deadline. If you were a serious contender, you would have addressed the bullpen. And he didn't. That's the biggest elephant in the room, and he didn't address it. That is a terrible job by the general manager. And you look at this roster, it has not been constructed well. And the players that are playing great, guess what? They were already here. They weren't Brody's additions. They weren't even close. Some of the guys he's brought in, like Panic to fill in, okay, they've been good for a 20-30 game stretch. Fine. But you need a general manager who can construct a lineup. And right now, for the next four years, they're stuck with that absolutely horrible Robinson Cano contract. And on top of that, they're probably going to get rid of Edwin Diaz for nothing. They're probably going to get nothing for him. And knowing the Mets, he's going to go to some other team and become a great closer again. That's just the way it is. So, everyone wants to kill Mickey Calloway. I think he will be fired. And to me, it's more how he's handled the media than anything else. But if you want to get to the root of the problem, it's Brody Van Wagenen. I've been on this since day one. I said, look, I don't think this is going to work. But this trade, the Robinson Cano trade, is going to defy his legacy here. Because especially if those prospects who are good prospects turn out to be anything great and Cano and Diaz don't deliver, it's going to be a horrendous trade for the Mets. And you at least felt that with that trade, for at least one or two years, it was going to pay dividends for the Mets. Not in the long term, but you felt, okay, at least look at two good years out of Cano and two good years out of Diaz. They even got on a full season. Diaz has been an absolute disaster, and Robinson Cano can't stay healthy, can't run out of ground ball. And outside of a 10-game stretch where he finally got, was hitting and got hurt again, He's been terrible at the plate. I mean, let's be honest. Jeff McNeil should have been this team's everyday second baseman. He's going for a batting title, and he doesn't cause nearly the same amount as Robinson Cano. So the Mets season's over. I know Mickey's going to go in the offseason, but I'm going to say this again, and I know it's not a popular opinion, but Brody Van Wagner's got to go. Brody has to go. I mean, you look, and I, I'll say it again. His tenure was going to be defined by this Robinson Cano, Edwin Diaz trade. And everyone in baseball is either laughing or killing the Mets for making that deal. It has been absolutely horrendous. And don't fool yourself saying, well, he got Stroman. Okay, that's great. He's been good for the Mets, but he hasn't been an ace. Well, he got Joe Panic for a couple games. Okay. Well, Jed Lally was his big offseason signing. He hasn't even played a game yet. J.D. Davis has been nice. Okay, I'll give him J.D. Davis. I'll give him Wilson Ramos, but Ramos probably won't be here at the end of the year, after the year. You look at his biggest moves. When we came into this season, what were the three biggest acquisitions for the Mets? And if you want to say four, I'll actually give you four. The four biggest were Jed Lowry, they were Jairus Familia, 
and they were Edwin Diaz and Robinson Cano. Edwin Diaz is no longer the closer, can't get anyone out. Cano is hurt again and can't hit. Familia, the Mets don't even want to put on the field, even though he's been better the last month, but he's not worth $30 million. And oh, by the way, Jed Lowry, I'll say it again, is in the witness protection program because he hasn't played at all this season. So Gary Cohen and the SNY crew said it best. If it didn't put the nail in the coffin on September 3rd, it's awfully close. So the Mets season is over. It's time to start looking forward to 2020. The good news is Mets. They have some good building pieces. DeGrom's locked up. They have Jeff McNeil. They have Pete Alonzo. They have Ahmad Rosario. They have some good pieces moving forward. But I don't think Brody is the one who should be deciding the Mets' future in 2020. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. Make sure to follow us wherever podcasts are available or on YouTube using the handle Rich Sports Talk. Also on social media using the handle Rich Sports Talk. And if you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can always email us richsportstalk at gmail.com. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And until next time, I'm your host, Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.